you're listening to Elevate Your Paycheck, the podcast that is dedicated to transforming your financial journey. I'm Carolyn, your host and money coach that will guide you out of that paycheck to paycheck cycle and onto a path towards financial independence. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to the show. Can you guys believe that we are in the final days of 2023? Like, where did the time go? (laughs) I hope you've had a wonderful holiday and some time off to spend with family and friends and a little bit of a chance to reflect on how this year has panned out for you financially. One of the things that I've talked about probably in the past year on the show was the importance of planning and reflecting on the past in order to learn from it so that you don't make future mistakes. So the end of the year is the perfect time to do this type of reflection and planning. So I thought I'd walk you through an exercise to create a strategy for 2024. Now you can use this for your personal goals. You can use this for your financial goals. Really, it can apply to anything. Now, how many of you over the holidays did that last minute running around to find the final things that you needed? Now, if your hand is raised, then you're in company of a lot of people, including myself. So it doesn't really matter how much you plan. There's always something that you either forget or you just didn't include in your list. But you know what? That's okay. It's okay to deviate a little bit from your plan because life is like that. It's going to throw us unexpected turns and twists. But having that foresight as to the direction you want to go is really critical when you are talking about creating financial goals and reaching them. So to start off this process and to kind of get your mind going, I just pull out my calendar. I went straight back to January 2023 and I started to look at some of the events that happened. So as I was looking, I I remembered some of the great interviews that we had on the show. I remembered the savings challenge that we ran. I think it was in February. I also worked with some fantastic clients who got great results. And so that was enjoyable to see, you know, the different appointments I had booked throughout the uh, year and to remember the progress that they made and all of the webinars. There were so many webinars on different topics. And I remember the feeling of coming online and watching the people join in the events And some were really packed with, I think the most this year was maybe like 50 people online to really small ones where there was, you know, just a handful, like 10 or so people and just the engaging questions that they had and the feedback that you get from after you've done the presentation. And it really gave me a sense of accomplishment. And then there were the in-person presentations. That was a whole nother level. I enjoyed talking to people directly and really getting into their personal situation. And so the in-person presentations were quite different than a webinar because in a webinar, I'm just talking on and on and on. But in person, you know, people stopped and asked questions in between and it's really interactive. And so I really appreciated that as well. And then this year, for the first time, I decided to have a quote unquote retreat. 
And um, right now I'm a team of one. <laughs> so it was just me. It was really a time just to reflect and again, to plan out what I wanted to do in the, in the following months. And then it was Financial Literacy Month. That was the most insane month for the financial moment. But again, I got to meet some great people, do a lot of presentations, met new clients. It was really just um, a whirlwind. So reflecting on all of that, I kind of put it in a column, like needs improvement or done really well. And I just kind of fleshed out where I could make improvements on each one of those items, where I could possibly take something that went really well and duplicate that somewhere else. And that's kind of the idea of this brain dump, right? Just to get your ideas flowing so that you can really assess and see what are the good things and what are the things that need a little bit of work. So once you're done all of the reflective type work, you're going to head in to create some new financial goals. This is where you can think about what it is that you want to achieve, whether that be more free time with your family, aka vacation, or perhaps starting a new business or changing jobs or saving for your retirement. You know, there's so many different things that people prioritized. And what we need to do is really create some realistic, achievable goals. And these goals need to be measurable, right? Because what we're going to do is we're going to take them and break them into little chunks. But more on that in a minute. So if you want more information on how to set up what we call a SMART goal, head way back to episode number four. And I did a whole thing on how to create a SMART goal. But what a SMART goal means is it is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, right? So you want your goal to include all of those components because in order to do that, you're creating baby steps to get to the master goal. So head to episode four and you'll get a lot more information on what a SMART goal is. But once you've got that down, then that's the second part of this process. Okay, so for step number three, we're going to integrate those financial goals with your life goals, right? So this is where I said this process works for personal as well as your financial goals. So what we want to do is ensure that what your aspirations are for your personal self are tying into your financial goals. Because let's face it, right? Most of the things that we want in life revolve around money. You know, even if we want to get in shape, you may need a gym membership, you may need some fitness equipment, you know, everything we do kind of is ties back to how much money that we really have, right? We want to provide a good life for our children. That means buying a house or, you know, sending them to school. And so everything is kind of interrelated and we want to make sure that your financial goals are aligned with your broader life goals. So after you've got your um, financial goals listed, go ahead and list your life goals and let's see if they line up exactly. And if they don't, or you have something that's very unrealistic, like say, let's go on a vacation four times a year, but your budget really doesn't allow for that, then there's a mismatch there, right? So either you need to boost your income in order to attain that goal, or you need to make an adjustment to the goal itself. So this is where I mean, but by being aligned. 
And then this part is probably the most important. What you want to do is for each goal that you have that is aligned with your life goal, say why it is important to you. Why do you really want this more than anything? Because that is the driver that's going to force you to kind of stick to what's required when you really don't want to. So let's take the example of a fitness goal. So this is a personal goal, not a financial goal. And we say that we want to work out five days a week. And the purpose of that, the why behind it is so that you can live a healthy lifestyle so that you can spend more time with your kids, have more energy, perhaps it even ties into eating healthy. So these are the whys behind why you want to be healthy or be fit because there are going to be some days that you're not going to want to work out, right? Can I get an amen? <laughs> when it's pitch black outside and you have to get up and put on your coat and it's blizzarding out and you have to go to the gym, you're not going to want to go. And what I want you to reflect on is your why. Why are you doing this? Why do you want to get in shape? And the same applies to your money situation, right? There are going to be times when you just want to spend some money, right? You just want to go out there and shop and buy miscellaneous things or scroll on Amazon and put it in your cart and check out and have it show up at your door the next day. And before you make that purchase, you got to think, you know, what am I doing? Why am I saving? Why am I putting myself through this restrictive kind of behavior? And it's because you have a greater goal right? You have a greater goal. You want to take that vacation. You want to change jobs. This is the things that we have to think about when we just want to go against the grain. All right. So we have done our reflection. We've created some goals. We made sure that it aligns to our life goals and we've determined why it's important to us. So now here's the fun part. We need some visual gratification. For us as humans, we really get enjoyment out of seeing something complete, start to finish, right? And so if the goal is too far out there or it's too vague, then it becomes very difficult to kind of stick to the habits that are required. So the key to all of this is really not to map out 2024. I know that's strange. Because most people are saying, set up your whole year and make sure you have it all planned out. And I'm saying, you know what, let's take it in smaller chunks and let's do it by quarter. So every three months we create these goals and we create some habits that are going to be associated with those goals. So again, in my fitness example, right, working out five days a week is going to get me closer to being fit. But, you know, maybe I need to change it up. Maybe I need to do some cardio and some weight training and do some weightlifting or whatever it is, right? You need to do different things in order to get that fitness goal. And so you're going to build some habits around that. When it comes to your money situation, you have to look at your expenses and see, okay, where can I kind of cut? It may not be something that you want to do right now, but it's something that's needed in order to get towards your goal right? And so taking it at a three month increment is much easier to manage than thinking that, you know, I have to cut this item for an entire year. So what you can do is if you're doing this on paper, you can just cut the paper into four pieces 
and you have January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. And you're going to create your goals for this small three month period and chunk of time. A fun exercise that I've seen people do is actually to create bingo. So you can you can find on the internet, you know, a bingo template. And what you do is for each item that you've completed within your three month period, you can check it off or exit off. And you when you get bingo, which means you've checked off five or whatever across or diagonally, you then can reward yourself with a small reward. And again, it doesn't have to be monetary, it can be anything we've gone through that before. But um, having a list uh, things that you enjoy can be your monetary reward for hitting all the markers. So that's kind of a fun way to uh, get that visual gratification. And of course, another way is to just record it on a spreadsheet. So of course, that's what I did. I have a, a huge um, habit tracker and I can just check off each day that I've completed the particular habit and it actually tells me how much percentage I can get towards my goal. So <laughs> I guess I'm just a numbers girl, but I find that fun as well. Okay. And so now here is a bonus tip. So you have personally created these lists. You have trackers, you have incentives, you have a visual kind of laid out plan, but you're doing it alone. And the bonus in this is if you can create an accountability partner to do these with, to support you in achieving those goals, it is going to be so much easier, right? So whether that be your spouse, whether that be your BFF, your parent, your child, even like, you know, just someone that can hold you accountable for the things that you want to do. And of course, you know, a coach, you know, what's better than a coach to push you along, right? So just getting that accountability is really important and will actually um, exponentially help you to reach that goal a lot faster. And that's the process. So if you're going to take on this exercise, you know, find a time where you are in a comfortable space. Maybe it's your favorite coffee shop. Maybe it's just getting up early before all your family does. Just give yourself a little bit of time to do this. And of course, I have some tools to help you along in this process. So if you head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash smart goals, S-M-A-R-T-G-O-A-L-S, you're going to have access to my live training, a video training of me describing what a smart goal is and how to create one. You're going to get a worksheet that you can actually fill in and complete with all the definitions and everything that you need to include. And then finally, I've also included my own personal habit tracker and it's a Google sheet and you can just make a copy of it. It becomes yours and it is a daily tracker where you can just check off everything that you want to do to get incrementally closer and closer to your goals. So I hope that's super helpful for you guys. Oh, I also wanted to leave you with some questions that are going to help you in your reflective time. Maybe there are things that you might not have think, thought about. And so I'm just going to read them through now. And I will also include them in the show notes just to make it easier for you if you'd like to print them out. So here we go. Number one, what were my major financial achievements in the past year? Number two, 
Where did I encounter financial challenges and what strategies helped me to overcome them? Number three, did I stick to my budget and were there any unexpected expenses that I didn't plan for? Number four, what did you learn from your spending habits and where can you make adjustments to save more or spend more wisely? Number five, did I make progress towards my savings goals and how can I enhance my savings strategies? Number six, how can I improve my financial literacy and make more informed decisions in the future? And number seven, what are my long-term financial goals and how did my actions align with these goals over the past year? And then finally, number eight, did I prioritize building an emergency savings fund and how can I strengthen that financial safety net? And there you have it. That is your complete plan on how to develop a strategy for 2024 that you're going to implement in three month increments. And remember to head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash smart goals and you're going to get all the resources that I use personally to make this happen. So I hope you have a wonderful new year. Happy 2024 and we will see you on the other side. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Your Paycheck podcast. If you love this episode and need deeper support, head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash support to see how we can support you no matter where you are at today. We help our clients organize their finances, create savings, eliminate debt, and create a roadmap to their financial goals, which makes them more in control than they ever dreamed possible. So head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash support and make this the next step in your financial journey.